is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E.G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I am Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm on your host, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. And with our special guest for this week, Joe Archer. Hello. And so today we're looking at minutes 70 of About Time, plus our bonus minute that we'll get on to afterwards. So, we open with Mary undressing in front of Tim as they make their decisions for the wedding. And she says, it's your choice. And Tim says, ah, but he's my best friend, but he's a moron. (laughs) Yeah, he will mess up everything. Tim says, Rory, sure? No, Harry, Harry. She says, Harry it is, let's do this. And so... Yeah, she she removes her bra, and then Tim says, Oh, Rory, sorry. It is odd, us knowing Harry as a character, that he actually decides Harry is the best man. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you would expect Harry to speak well. Do a good speech. Yeah. yeah. He'd plan his speech ahead and have something good. Rory, I'd imagine, would be the best, though. Although we obviously see later on in the film who he what actually happens. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so we see the butterfly tattoo, mm-hmm. which was apparently a decision they had a lot of discussions around because that's Rachel McAdams' tattoo, it's and they were like, is it within character or should we cover it up? And at the end of the day, they thought it probably suited her character well enough. It never bothered me, no. <laughs> really. It's not anything that I'd given second thought to, to be honest. And then after he says, Rory, she says, what? That's such a cheat. <laughs> um, and she covers up her breasts. And Tim says, okay, okay. Sorry, oh, okay, fine. She says, honeymoon. Bed and breakfast in Scotland. <coughs> I'm not taking my pants off for Scotland, she says. And he says, but it's all we can afford. Take off your pants. I will not. Take off your pants. Now, this will be the point where someone in my in my family will walk past the door and hear me shouting, <laughs> <laughs> shouting the line. Right. And she says, I want two weeks in Bali. And he shouts, take off those pants. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do like this this exchange. And, and this is where uh, my note last time about this being funnier later is that she says pants, which mm-hmm. is correct in the UK, but she's not British. In Ch- in Canada, she would also say pants for the trousers, not for this. What what would she say then? What, what would be uh, what underwear or what would she say? Depending on what she was going for, yeah, underwear probably. Mm, mm. Yeah, See, right, she was so really British. She would have gone with knickers. Sorry, what were you about to say, Joe? No, I mean that is a good question. Is that like, is has she picked up that kind of that kind of lexicon um, from being here, or or does she say other British phrases, terms rather than American ones? Like, how long has her character been in the UK out of interest, or is it just was that just bad? Was that just a mishap in the script writing? I I think this is a mishap, but I think it also suggests maybe she's starting to pick up some things. Which is good. We don't know how long she's been there. I'd, I'd imagine it will have been an exchange that they'd have had at some point while they'd been living together anyway. Yeah. Um, Maybe she does this for every time she needs him to make a decision. <laughs> 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 like, what's for dinner? I don't know. Well, if you decide, <laughs> the pants come off. She's like, you're not, those are trousers. Um, yeah, it became a whole thing. Yeah, so, that, so then we get, then we cut to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, so have you found what the location was for the... For the the church? church is St. Michael Penkethel in Shrero, Cornwall. 
the little exterior establishing shot of the valley, I have no clue because there are so many little tiny towns in Ground Cornwall. And there's nothing distinct about any of those buildings in that shot. I'm like, ugh. And then I'm like, I need to continue with my notes. So I moved on. It hurt. <laughs> so I do like that in our establishing <laughs> shot, we, we get a, a brief shot of how horrible the weather is. Yeah. I'm just taking a, a little look at the, the crowds at the wedding to see if there's anyone worth noting. Joanne's there. Her father's there. Her mother presumably is next <laughs> to her father, but in the shot we can't see her. Yeah, and as we said before, like her, her brothers just don't exist anymore. Right. I believe one of the kids there, or at least one of the kids that we see later on, at the reception is Richard Curtis's son. Ah. I, I I can't tell which one he is to know whether he's here. Jay and Joanna obviously haven't met right. <laughs> at this point, but they would have done. And so, yeah, so Rory's there as the best man, so that decision at least stayed. And Tim says, Tim's asked Rory if you planned a break. Rory says no, and Tim says, oh no. Oh, sorry, that's that's, the music as a result yeah. of Ilmonda, yeah. So Ilmonda, and you, you've, you've prepared the notes on what I was going to do with Ilmonda. Okay, there we go. go as to translating it. That's good. Um, so the, the lyrics that we hear before Mary walks in, uh, opens the door, uh, translate to no, tonight love, I never thought of you anymore. I open my eyes to look around me. And so yeah, the exchange when Tim hears the music is, oh no, dad asks Tim, was that you? And Tim says, it wasn't me. <laughs> And yeah, the doors open to reveal Mary and the two flower girls. Who are dressed just like Kit Kat, which is interesting. Because <laughs> Kit Kat's got a pink dress and a big purple flower in her hair. So we think Kit Kat probably had the decision in that. Yeah. Also, it's worth noticing that, noting that the vicar, or, or the priest, or who, whatever we refer to him as, is the actual vicar of that church. Oh, nice. So is he the one with the yellow teeth and the unibrow? <laughs> well, does he have a unibrow? Um, Let's have a look. Does he? I can't. We need. We need we a close up of this figure. Yeah, we don't. We don't really see him. I don't think he has nothing notable. But yeah, the the wed wedding dress is an interesting choice. Hmm. That's how this minute ends, and it is a striking image to end on. And I was just like, God. Oh, I want to see now if this is an event for wedding or whether it just goes all smoothly like the rest of this <laughs> um, film. The wedding so itself like, it goes was, okay. <laughs> yeah. The weather ruins it a little bit. After, yeah. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so the, I mean, I think the, the red dress really suits the mise-en-scene of the whole film. Like, it, it, it looks beautiful to the, to the colouring and all yeah. of that, and it makes this such a memorable moment. It, yeah, it's the first um, time this and the scene just before is probably the first time anyone's been wearing red in this movie. Yeah, so it, it, it does really stand out, but it is, it is just an odd decision to go for the red dress. So, Joe, what bonus minute did we send over to you? Because I've completely forgotten. Okay, let's have a look. The actual proposal, by the looks of it, it's the actual proposal minute. So, again, another massive uh, minute here. She's in bed, and he's, uh, and I, yeah, I think that's basically it. And then she, he makes a little gag about, like, you know, what do you think? Do you think you're going to say yes? Kind of thing. Any feedback? I think it's is, 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 is along yeah. the lines of, oh, and she says yes. So, Again, it's probably one, it is the most, uh, in terms of lighting wise, it is very dark, it's very intimate compared to the rest of the, um, minutes I've, I've seen, which are very bright and light and sort of colourful and, um, idyllic and whimsical and stuff like that. Um, but this is quite a tentative moment, quite an unsure moment, if, if, if anything. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the bonus minute that I got. Yeah, I, I, you've, you've covered pretty much all the, all the impressions and questions I'm going to ask you about that. Once again, I always surprise myself <laughs> when I, when I, when I hear afterwards as to how much, how prepared I have been and, and deciding good bonus minutes because I always forget which ones <laughs> they are. Um, so, Joe, if you could go back in time to any moment in your life to either relive it or change something about it, what moment in your life would that be? Um, I think, I, in terms of my kind of character and personality, I very rarely kind of like look back or have nostalgia or anything like that. I'm certainly quite, you know, young, so I've not, I've not lived like a full life where I could think, oh, I need to go back and change that or I must do that. I weirdly kind of look forward. I feel like I try and learn from lessons and march on forwards. But I think if there was any bit that would be nice to relive, I don't know why, but something that popped into my head was when I was walking from Brighton to Hove along like the waterfront. And there was just something really perfect about that moment of just the water stretching on um across the, the channel. It was it was golden hour. Everybody was like jogging or cycling and I was just sort of um and it been it'd been a long day. There's just something weirdly like perfect about that moment. I don't know whether you have those when you're on your own and there's something yeah. really um like crisp about that moment. And um, if there was just like a, a, a sweet little minute to, to relive, it's nothing, it's nothing huge or eventful or about, about my life. Um, but it was just kind of a really nice little moment. So, uh, I had one of them the other day, actually. Yeah. It, it part of my, you know, the daily exercise we get, I went, uh, I went out and had a walk and yeah, some, sometimes there's just something where everything lines up and it's just, yeah, just takes you out of whatever stresses you've had in that day. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that's 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 a really nice answer we've had. Actually, I don't think we've had any. I'm any sorry, it's boring. It's not no, eventful. It's, good. it's not like boring. That, it's, it's simple, think, but it's yeah. not boring. It's <laughs> a good answer. It's a different approach to the time travel that we haven't yet had, which is which is great. Um, I mean, I think the closest to it was yours, Robert, which was still different anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Joe, if you got anything out there that you can promote and tell the listeners specifically you know to give a little shout out to any of your your projects well it's uh we will be this week so i think i, I presume this episode will actually be going out next week but we this will, episode will be going to... out months months away from now we're really oh, yes. oh, damn this damn. is well, how, how many September. weeks ahead are we yeah, this is september okay so. cool <laughs> okay cool Okay, so now hopefully okay let's think about it what would i be doing in in, in uh, september hopefully making some films so in some projects that we've got coming up is a Sikh soldier, which is about a Sikh soldier in World War One. Um and we look at him how he serves during that conflict and after the conflict. Um that is something I'll be producing. And then in terms of what it's been such a strange time because it's very difficult to think what we'll be doing. But we will be mainly getting all over to film festivals on a fifteen, which you saw Luke as well as um, Workshop, which is about um, some guys doing some drama games to try and sort of as therapy for their sort of mental health conditions that they've got, which is what um, at this current week is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK in when we were time of recording in May. Um, so we've made that public uh, online for this week, um, but we'll be sending off to film festivals to get the message around the world over the next 12 months. Uh, so yeah, look out for workshop on a fifteen, and hopefully some sort of production of uh, a Sikh soldier as well. But yeah, head over to Windows Over Productions website or my own directing website. 
<laughs> okay, brilliant. So where can our listeners find you on social media? Okay, so at uh, Joseph Archer underscore on Instagram, at Joe Archer on Twitter. Uh, and also check out my um, directing website. Just search Joseph Archer and Google or Winners Over Productions, where you'll see all our short films that we've gone and done, as well as um, if you need anything filmed. We're here to uh, do that for you. So uh, just a little, little search online uh, and you'll find us. And Robert, where can listeners find you? Lemmingdrops.com or on social media, Robert E.G. Black. And the listeners can find me on Twitter at Llama underscore Bottle Zero, on Instagram, The Ginger Luke, on Facebook, Luke Allen Film. All podcasts, short films, radio appearances, newspaper articles, anything I'm remotely involved in is probably available at LukeAllen.co.uk. And this show is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Two Men's About Time. And they can join our Facebook group to discuss all things about time and this podcast. Uh, which is entitled The Cupboard. I don't think we've done this one. One of the goodbyes on here is, um, I'd say goodbye, but you're not worth it. It's not a very nice way to end it off, but (laughs) there there we go. Cheers, lads. (laughs) (laughs) The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. Mm-hmm.